This is episode 637 for September 2020. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is by Guns N' Roses called Sweet Child of Mine, and we're going to talk about a father and son relationship uh, that Norman Osborne would like to have with Peter Parker. So I thought that was a good connection. That's how I'm tying it in. Plus, I love that song by Guns N' Roses. So uh, before we get there, I want to thank people that made this episode possible for you to listen to. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And they said, you know what, I enjoy your podcast and your social media presence and your website and your podcast, etc. I want to help you guys out and pay the bills. Uh, so they logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and they, did, and they did that. So I want to publicly thank Ghost Spider 2018 also JR, Robert, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Matt, Michael2099, Mohammed, Noah, Patrick, Sarah, Vinkman, Walter, Will, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Andrew, Anthony, Bob, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Eric, Hafskimo, Ira, Jay, Jared, John, John P, Curtis, Michael K, Patrick, Ricky, Sam, Scott, Stephen, Stuart, Symbiobro, Thomas, and Nick. So thank you, each and every one of you that donated and supported the podcast and also got some nice perks like exclusive podcasts that only Patreon members can listen to. So one more time, patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, going to a Paul Jenkins classic with this one. Let's go there. Hey, crawlspacers, welcome to our September Friday Night Fights with George. What's going on, Maximus Baramus? Hello, hello, welcome so, everyone to uh, to uh, still balmy September. Uh, someone in the chat a minute ago said that reminds me of Wiley Coyote's handle. When you saw the the graphic on the bottom, Wiley Coyote, I thought that was clever. Yeah, and we have Jr. What's going on, Jr.? Oh well, I just uh, you know after can't wait for this month's Fight Club after last last month's Breathless Fight Club, where uh, Spider Man absolutely contributed nothing to the story. He threw the he threw the dust. Uh, Ex Machia, what is it called? The uh, Deuce Mach on the guy, and he ended. Yeah, this one's a little bit better of a story, written wise, I think. But uh, we're gonna tackle uh, actually, last month we showed you what the price is on my comic shop, so let's take a look and see what this issue is going for. We're gonna talk about Peter Parker's Spider Man number 25, written by Paul Jenkins, uh, illustrated by Bucky Mark Buckingham. And this one is going for two ninety nine. What was the cover price? Uh, the cover price on this? I think yeah, it's it exactly like, two ninety nine. Uh, it has not gone up yeah. in twenty years. <laughs> there's a variant too. I didn't know that. There's a there's a Spider Man on a pumpkin, so that's kind of cool. I didn't know there was a variant for that. Variants have been around for since nineteen eighty seven with the wedding issue. So, uh, take me through this one, George. All right. So. Um, not really a bunch of context this one because it kind of starts off with with you wondering what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, because it starts off with the funeral of Peter Parker. Mm. Dun dun dun. Dramatic dun, music. Dun, dun. Um and so yeah, you've got Aunt May and Jonah, um, Aunt Anna, Robbie and Randy, you know, all kind of gathered around um uh, a, a a graveside uh memorial. Um, it's raining, you know, everyone yeah. looks uh, very sad and, and Peter 
is down in the coffin as they're, you know, doing the whole ashes to ashes, dust to dust and everything. Peter's inside the current, you know, the, the, uh, the coffin, you know, just kind of banging yeah. away. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And then he wakes up and he's, he's clutching a goblin mask and he's, and, and he's, he's being comforted by, uh, by, by none other than Norman Osborn. So we're not going to go to the whole uh, history on because it's fight club. What do we focus on the fight? Maybe we focus on the fight, mm-hmm. uh, but we should give context for the issue. Uh, this is another one of the Norman Peter mind game kind of issues. You know, they fight Norman gets in his head, yada, yada. You've stopped me if you've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's been done before, uh, but it's typical. I mean, but this is how that, this is just how things go between them. Yeah. Um, and it does give us a very good story. <laughs> Jenkins does a very good job. Uh, showing us a young Norman Osborn. JR, what did you think about that? About what, uh, you know, like that sort of reflection? Well, you know, the uh, this is one of the times where I felt that Jenkins was stretching when, you know, Norman gets thrown in the, the dark houses, you know, and uh, his dad, because his dad leaves him there, and Norman thinks he hears a green goblin, you know, and it's like, you know, trying to come, yeah, ch- the unearthly chittering of a green goblin. Like It's like, well, no, no, he became the Green Goblin because his favorite color was green. You know, I mean, that's why, he, you know, he, 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 that's why he chose green as a color. And I, I just kind of felt it was it was stretching. I, I, I don't personally, I don't need to, to, you know, any more someone trying to figure out why Norman's the way he is, you know, and it turns out his dad was a, a jerk or whatever. I mean, shocker. Yeah, really. I, I kind of liked it. it get, uh, how did he become evil? You think he was just inherently evil? I, you don't think uh, it was nature and nurture? He had zero nurture? Would his dad be an evil? I, I don't, th- but it's like, I don't know that the, the story really needed it. But then again, I guess they had to, I guess they had to have some kind of ta- context for Norman bringing Peter to this dark house. Yeah, and, to, to you do know, what his dad did to him. I, you I know, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um. I, I enjoyed it, but I, going back to like what made him evil, uh, I think number yeah. one, it was a mix of, uh, uh, you know, just being crazy and uh, and on chemicals. Uh, but also um, before then, I, 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 I think he was just he's one of these types where he gets a lot of power and then there's no one saying no to him. Mm-hmm. And then they just it just not, there's nothing but spiral into his head. And eventually he's got a God complex. Yeah. Uh, like well, a lot you know, of rich people. He, he was an angry man. I mean, you know, he was an angry man. He didn't get what he wanted. You know, he didn't get what, get what he wanted out of life, you know, and he was going to make everybody else pay for it. You know, you know, it's like his, uh, he, he didn't get the life he felt he was entitled to, you know, his wife died. That made him angry and bitter. His son turned out to be Mm -hmm. not the kind of son he wanted. And, you know, and then he sees Peter Parker, you know, and Peter Parker gets kicked around or whatever, but Peter keeps coming up smelling like a rose and he's not angry and bitter. And Norman can't stand that, <laughs> so, you know, because, you know, it makes Norman realize how weak he is. But anyway, so I think the problems that Norman has with, with Peter are to a degree, not fully, but to a degree, the same problems that Jonah has with Peter or, or that Jonah had with Peter for, or not, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not with Peter, but with Spider-Man. Before, um, oh, go ahead. Before I get to the fight, I, I really like this sequence that Bucky did where Spider-Man's dreaming of Uncle Ben and then Uncle Ben dissolves in the Norman. Yeah. I just think that's that's cool. No, it, yeah. it is cool, but that's but, very cool. But going back to what I was saying, um, yeah. I think uh that the the problems that Norman has is JR rightly uh, uh detailed for us just then. Yeah. Um 
are the same reasons that that Jonah hated Spider-Man for so long mm-hmm. was because deep down he knows that that person's better than him. Mm-hmm. And 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 they just, you know, being who they are and the personalities that they have, they just can't deal with it. I mean, you know, it, it gets brushed over a lot, you know, but I mean, at the height of Jonah's feeling about that, it, it, something that Jonah, even you know, something that unlike Norman, Jonah, who is actually human, regrets, uh, Jonah took a turn into, into supervillainy himself. Yeah. You know, with the spider slayers. So Hornisex says, is this where Peter was drugged by Norman through the toothpaste? Yeah, that was over in Amazing. And this was part two, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, JR, but- does Peter f- really fear Norman or is he just afraid of what he'll do to his family? Peter seems stronger than him physically, says Didymus. Uh, is he afraid of Norman? I, I don't know. I think you're always kind of afraid or where I should say wary. You're always wary of what a crazy person will do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, I mean, ultimately he's smarter. I I don't know. He's probably smarter than Norman, stronger than Norman. He can beat Norman, but Norman's crazy. And you don't know what a crazy person is going to do sometimes. Uh, And, uh, you know, so I I think it's more of, he's not afraid of what Norman can do to him, but he's afraid of what Norman and kind of like someone mentioned what Norman will do to the people he loves. Right. You know, so because Norman knows that's how to, I mean, Norman knows that's how to get to Peter, you know, mm-hmm. to make right. the people around him pay, you know, so. So, George, let's start throwing some punches. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Norman's playing mind games with him. Peter's already drugged and in his head, uh, Peter starts seeing Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he's, while well, he's seeing at Uncle Ben, he realizes that Uncle Ben is actually the Green Goblin. Yeah. Uh, he sees the Green Goblin at this point. He doesn't see Norman. He sees the Green Goblin. Uh, and, and sure enough, he, he just hauls off and just punches him, punches him square in the face, yeah. knocks him back. And then you see, uh, you see Peter hitting him again. Mm-hmm. You know, he hits, he hits the green goblin and then he, then he winds up, you know, like punching behind him and hitting Norman. Cause he's drugged. Yeah. Yeah. He's even got that drugged out look on his face, which right. is disturbing actually. Right. It's unsettling. Yeah. Uh, Buckingham's art is really, really it effective is. here. Mm-hmm. Um, just to show how, how like wigged out Peter is. Uh, and then, you know, so Norman starts smacking him around uh, and in his drugged up uh, state, you know, Peter just sort of collapses onto the ground while, you know, Norman's rambling on about the darkness and everything. So you can tell a little bit as time has passed. Um, we're, we're seeing light going on and off and we're hearing screams, uh, which apparently doesn't alert the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> What's an Osborne house, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and inside here, it's just this, this, this reminded me very much of um, uh, Captain Picard. Oh, Remember I with see uh, three lights, or is it four lights? Four lights. There are four lights. There are four yeah, lights. With his Cardet, yeah, the mm-hmm. episode with David Warner. Yeah, David Warner was only in that one mm-hmm. episode as a Kardashian. He would, of course, later yeah. go on and play that uh, Klingon ambassador. Mm-hmm. But uh, David Warner's two turns on Star Trek, both of them were awesome. Yeah, he he did a great job on both of them. And that's what you. That's why you listen to the Crawl Space uh, for the hot sports <laughs> Star Trek opinions. Um, anyway, we've had, so Nor- we've had more of Star Trek in this <laughs> we show. Have. <laughs> show. We have. We have. I think we've talked. We've probably talked about uh, uh, Star Trek maybe as much as uh, as we talked about the uh, um, Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, maybe Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, Spider Man, and Star Trek all in one. So. Um, <laughs> So Norman's trying to condition Peter between the dark and the light. Yeah, and that's, that. that's what all this Look is. Look at that. Got him tied up in rope. 
Which Another rope. More rope. Apparently, well, apparently rope is effective uh, on a drug, Peter. Yeah. You it, know, he should have uh, done change, but that should have done change. Yeah. Um, so anytime that Spider-Man like reaches over towards this glass of water, when like there's a light on, he gets, he gets an electrical, he gets electrocuted. Right. And so, uh, you know, he, he continues to like resist Norman's conditioning. Uh, meanwhile, uh, aside from the, the non-fighty stuff, which we typically don't cover, uh, you've got Aunt May calling Randy, trying to figure out where Peter is. Randy's like, oh, yeah, you had to go to town for a thing because Randy's lying to us. He doesn't know where Peter mm-hmm. is. He's worried about Peter just like Aunt May is, but he doesn't want to worry Aunt May. That's a good guy, Randy. Yeah. Um, the roommate, but, he's had multiple times. <laughs> yeah. So later on, uh, Spider-Man's chain to the ground. And, and when I say Spider-Man, it's, it's Peter without the mask. Yeah. He's in the suit, but he doesn't have the mask and he's, he's chained to the floor. He starts trying to pull up the chain and the chain electrocutes him again, giving off light. And then he falls back down and the chain shocks him or the chain shocks him again. And there's actually smoke coming off of his body. Mm. You know, uh, again, uh, makes me think back to last month's fight. Remember with the dreadnought where the dreadnought was shocking him. And that's how, you know, uh, that's yeah. one of the attacks that had on people. Uh, and keeps shocking him until uh, he, he he just keeps up. Every time he tries to get up, it shocks him and he collapses back down. Uh, and he yells out, "What? Why are you doing this to me?" And I imagine in my head, it's like that, like a Charlton Heston grimace, you know, Jr. from like back in the '60s when like half, <laughs> Damn his, face, dirty ape. <laughs> half his face was like teeth, and he's like, Argh! you know, like one of these things, you know. And um, and he's calling out Norman, you know, he's all angry, and and Norman starts crying because Norman remembers. Like uh, like him going through this when he was a kid, I, I, I saw this panel. Well, I liked it for the story. I was like, Jr. probably hates this because because well, Jr. hates everything. Norman crying? Number what? Number two? Yeah. What? How did you feel about Norman crying, Jr.? No, it's uh, uh, it, that's not uh, un- unreasonable for Norman okay. to do that. Norman at Norman at his core is a very unhappy, miserable man. Very mm-hmm. unhappy man. You know, and I mean, again, that's one reason why he takes out his anger on the world or whatever. I mean, he's miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, deep down, you know, there's, you know, he probably wants some of the things that Peter has and knows he'll never get them because mm-hmm. he's a psychopath. But so, no, I don't, oh. that's not, I don't consider that out. Well, he had one of those things. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Die in flames since past. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Spider-Man at this point, Peter's turning into like a drooling idiot, <laughs> you know, and, yep. and Norman, Norman's, you know, keeps trying to condition him and, and, and get in his head. And by now you can tell uh, Peter's been there a long time because Peter has a beard. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, this, this, this issue is like charted. You can, it's like you can chart the time by how long it is. So he's, he's here probably at least two weeks. Yeah. And it makes you wonder it's like, or here's the beard. At least, yeah. yeah. It starts making you wonder. It's like, if, if Peter didn't shave every day, would he just be like a big burly guy? Cause I mean, like every time Peter has a beard in the comics, it's, it, it always winds up yeah. eventually being this thing that looks like it's from an alternate reality, you know, much older Peter Parker. Right. Because by the end of this, he looks like Grizzly Adams, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, some. I mean, some people can can uh, grow a beard pretty fast. I mean, uh, my uh, father, for example, uh, he had to, if he was going somewhere in the evening, he had to shave twice a day, yeah, uh, because he would get like he would shave in the morning and then he'd get five o'clock stubble. So yeah, yeah it's, that wouldn't surprise me that after about a week, some somebody would, might have a full grown beard. I'll say I'll say this right now because uh, I don't know if people know this about, about me or not. Uh, this right here, this doesn't happen overnight. 
this this right here takes a lot of work. What you're hmm. seeing right here, this face, right? <laughs> I, I I'm not this good looking, you know. Just uh, just you know, it's not it's not this that easy. All right. <laughs> it takes uh, a, a lot of intense prep. Let's uh, throw some punches. <laughs> and, by, and by intense prep, we got plenty of time. I, I've adapted to your new format. Okay. All right. Um, so, um, yeah, this this doesn't happen overnight. Uh, there's shaving cream involved. On the right, I don't know if that's how you roll. I do. Uh, yeah. Barbasol and Gillette Fusion Five Blade. That's that's how I get this split. That is the exact same thing I use. I use the uh, the Barbasol Menthol. And, um, and, and is the one I use. It's I use a green I, can, I think. I, I use I, I do clippers and then I do the. And anyway, it's topical because Peter has a beard. All okay. right. All right. So, um, Norman is trying to get Peter to to chug Goblin formula, and he's telling him this whole time. You know, it's time for you to take your proper place as my son. Right. He's going all Darth Vader on him. What yeah. you know? What what what's that about? You know, I want you to be my son. Although he's he's done that more than once, actually, because uh, well, he's disappointed in Harry. I but. like what Jenkins said. Uh, Norman is the father without a son, and Peter is the son without a father. I think mm -hmm. that sums both of them up perfectly. Yeah, because and he, he considers Harry a failure. I think it kind of plays back to uh, Norman. Actually, it plays back to a couple things. It plays back to Norman and Peter early on when Norman first started appearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he had, remember, he was always uh, he was always a pro Peter guy. Yeah. Before he was going to got me, he was always always thought very highly of Peter. Always thought Peter was smart, and then they echoed that. Remember in the uh, Rainy film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember, which I always thought was uh, was a good uh, depiction of how Norman, you know, kind Hornet, of admires him on that. Like says, there's a team of makeup and beard stylists just off screen at George's. <laughs> yes, I, it's in my contract with the crawlspace. I must be, I must be yeah. well cloth. Bob, feel free. It, you'll feel freeing. This is as, once you roll out of bed, that's as good as you're going to look. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going bald, shoot the hostage, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, if it was good, if it was good enough for Bruce Willis, it's good enough for you, baby. You know? guy, baby. Yeah. Barbasol. <laughs> uh, so Barbasol beer buster. Oh, so, um, yeah, he's trying to get Peter to drink the goblin goblin formula, you know, and, and he's got his, you know, with our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict. Yeah. You know, that whole, you know, the whole speech, the whole spiel. Uh, and, and so what does Peter do? Because, because this is, this is Peter written correctly instead of as he was in more more day, yeah. uh, where he was very weak, uh, here. Uh, yeah. Peter throws it in Norman's face. Yeah. Good job, you know, Pete. Peter throws it in Norman's face the same way he should have punched Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> but this was this was a different time and and you know you you had a writer that actually understood the character. Yes. Anyway, un un unlike uh certain editors who should not be named forcing their edict upon the story. Mm. So once he throws uh the goblin formula in uh Norman's face and by then, you know, and by now Norman's full suit, right? Yeah, yeah. Norman's all goblined up. And uh and, and so he starts just beating Peter down, knocks him across the room, just punches him. Of course, Peter's still drugged up. Just, I mean, just hammering Peter, yeah. Be, you know, bearded. And I'm calling him Peter because he's he's only he's not masked. He's in the, the yeah. costume, but not you know the, the mask. And just just I mean, just hammering him really hard, mm -hmm. beating him down. And then Spider-Man finally gets back up, yells out, "Damn you!" And you you, know, yeah. you, expect, you expect to hear Captain America off-screen going language. 
something, you know, somewhere. No, he, he's pissed. He is. He's pissed <laughs> and he knocks Norman across the room. Uh, yeah. Now we start fighting in earnest. Pumpkin bombs are getting thrown out. Yeah. Norman uh, grabs a plank. Norman's trying to get away now. Norman realizes, okay, this is going to work. I've got to get out of here. Look at look at that. Look at Norman run, JR. <laughs> Hey, his ass is rolling. <laughs> it's a, it's a, he's making a strategic retreat. <laughs> Boy, yeah. He's running for his he life. Has, he has, uh, he has awoken, he has awoken the the tiger. Look at what and, Norman's uh, saying. Ah, ha, 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 hey, I'm out. <laughs> he, he who uh, fights and runs away lives to see another day. Lives oh, to fight another man. day. So yeah, pumpkin bombs are coming out. Uh, he hits Peter with a with like a two by four or oh some my kind God. of. It's like a bad night at Lowe's. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want to see that in the comic now. I want to see a fight in like a Lowe's or a Home Depot. Oh, that'd be great. People whipping out nail guns. And, <laughs> you know, people trying to use caulk for imaginative things. I set up the you know, oh. I, you know, just a, like like a MacGyver on MacGyver kind of fight oh, in a Home Depot. Two by four to the face. Yeah. Two oh. by four to the face. Um, and then Norman's trying to get away on the Goblin Glider, and then Spider-Man jumps out and and launches onto him, clutch into his chest. Look at look at that frame. That's just awkward. <laughs> this is some this is some great Buckingham art. Yeah, that's it. Really me. is. Um, so Norman, you know, Spider-Man's on the on the on the glider, and I I had flashbacks in my head of uh, uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. Remember when uh, when Joker is trying to escape, you know, out of the exploding uh, World's Fair, you know, abandoned World's Fair, and Batman mm -hmm. jumps out and grabs him, and Joker's like, "Are you crazy? You'll kill us both!" And yeah. then, Bat you know, Batman at that point, Batman's like, "No, no f's given, right?" Adam says, "Bullseye and a Taskmaster fight at Lowe's. That would be dope." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. There you go, Marvel. That's that's the event comic there. I want. Yeah, what's your home improvement? We should call that. <laughs> That storyline, home improvement. Yeah. They own the TV show. They can use the name. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Or or maybe like uh maybe even Taskmaster and Dare, you know, like Deadpool. Oh, God, it'd or, be awesome. You know, that'd be Dead, a great yeah. show. Like Deadpool doesn't have guns or swords, he just literally has nail guns. Yeah. All right. So um They're so both he, on the glider. They're both in the glider. Uh and Norman's like, get off, get off, it can't hold us both. And, and Peter doesn't care. Yeah. Peter's like, I, I'm fine with that. And they're they're doing that cool thing where you're falling and fighting. Yeah, yeah. I love that when you're so into the fight, when you can't stand the other person so much that you're not worried about falling. You just want to hit the other guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? That's phenomenal. I love that. Only in comics. Only in comics. <laughs> so uh, so they land down on the roof. Uh, Goblin starts trying to choke Peter out. You know, a bearded uh, Peter, once again, grimacing yeah. Charlton Heston like, ah. Um, and then Peter finally, you know, Peter kind of kicks him away. They're squaring off, and then they both punch one another at the same time. It's like Spider or uh, it's like Superman versus Doomsday. Yeah, <laughs> you know, ex except without all the collateral damage with for, lightning you know, in the background too. Yeah, lightning going off, uh, and uh, and and you know, Spider Man or uh, Norman. Norman actually hits him more than Peter hits him. Peter hits him one good time in the face, but then Norman just starts just starts ham handing him, right? Yeah, and Norman, uh, you know. He does some more mind games with Peter. Peter launches himself at Norman, knocks him off the top roof, knocks him off to the bottom roof. And now finally Peter starts, I mean, it, it you know, just comes double fist and just wham, wham, right? Brutal fight, brutal fight. Yeah. Peter, Peter looks terrible because he's mm -hmm. bearded and he's bruised. Um, and he was basically telling Norman, you know, giving him the, you'll never beat me kind of speech. And then Norman turns it around. Ha ah, ha, I always did. I already did. I already did beat you as blood is pouring out of Norman's face. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, yeah. but this is what Norman does. Norman gets in your head and he's, he's already gotten into Spider-Man's head and mm-hmm. uh, he's telling him one day, you know, the darkness will come for you and, and all that good stuff. He flips Spider-Man off of him and, uh, and Norman gets away uh, laughing uh, into the night and Peter just looks miserable. Um, yeah. Decision Norman. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Norman failed to, to ultimately do what he wanted to do, which was flip Peter to being a bad guy. Yeah. But uh, Peter, you know, Peter was lucky to kind of come through this, but he, he started off being drugged. We've seen this before in fight club. Yeah. No, normally during like the Kingpin, anytime he goes up <clears> against <throat> the Kingpin, typically mm-hmm. he is impaired somehow. He's either been wounded or he's been his, drugged. Yeah. His arms in a swing, swing. or, or he's not uh, impaired and he just goes into prison to beat the hell out of Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> as, as JR is uh, probably always wanting to point out, this is how every fight should go. Yeah, you know, probably. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say decision Norman here. Uh, Norman, the bad guy, gets away. He doesn't get to do what he wanted to do, but uh, at the end, Peter just looks miserable and broken. At at the end, Norman got in more punch punches mentally and physically. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, in this state, the uh, the mental ones were the one that were hitting hardest. Yeah, yeah. So, JR, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Now, this was a this was a good issue. Um, yeah. It um, again, it it, it 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 got to the the fact that the the conflict is between the two men, not the not the uh, not the superhero supervillain. It's between Norman and Peter, and uh, how they approach life and how they've dealt with you know life's ups and downs. Uh, and uh, you know, and and Norman uh, Norman makes Peter realize that he just about crossed the line. You know, just yeah. about got you. <laughs> you know, yeah. now you realize you're not so blank and perfect. You know that uh, you can be drawn into the dark side. You know, it just takes a little more to push you over there. So yeah. it's uh, no, it, it was a good, it was, a, and it, but uh, but also it demonstrated Peter's resiliency. You know, I mean, he, you know, maybe Norman wins, quote unquote, but uh, and Norman, yeah. uh, Norman's going to, you know, recuperate for a little bit. He got the crap knocked yeah. out of him. So it was a win, but it was very, Peter made him pay for it. Hard so, to believe uh, this one came out 19 years ago. I'm looking January, 2001 is when this came out, man, nearly 20 years ago, this yeah. fight went down. And, and someone said, Ramey vibes. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, the thing is, you know, it takes so long for for movie movies to be developed. Actually, uh, I, I have a correction. Uh, Sam Raimi told Paul Jenkins, or someone with Paul J- Jenkins, said that uh, Raimi read the the this these two Norman stories that uh, Jenkins did, and he and he loved them. So there may be a little bit of something in the movie. There we go. So, I mean, I, yeah. I was going to say that, uh, you know, it seemed that uh, this was the story, you know, that started the whole, you know, Norman wanted Peter to be his son, you know, right. and then Ramey picked up on it, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, well, the thing and I was thinking, well, maybe it was just a coincidence because, like I said, it takes a long time for movies to be. Right. But no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. There's a there's a there's yeah. a similarity. I mean, uh uh, you know, score one for Jenkins. I mean, uh, who, who nailed this relationship and who yeah. left essentially kind of a lasting impact on that relationship. No doubt. And I, I, I want to spend the last uh, couple minutes here just mentioning, uh, we talked about it uh, before at the top of this thing, uh, really did love the Jenkins run. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gave us a, a very human Peter Parker. No doubt. A very realistic human Peter Parker and, and showed how he was struggling to deal with things and how he went about that. And it was some of the more interesting Spider-Man stories, I think, that uh, that were done at least in the 2000s. Agreed. Any other final thoughts, anybody? 
All no, right. Oh, go ahead, Jer. No, I was about to say, I, I just was thinking about how well I was thinking of this story and I was thinking of death in the family. Uh, and I was just thinking about how, how well Jenkins gets the green goblin as well. Yeah. You know, because yep. not everybody does. Not everybody does. A lot of writers think he's just a, you know, a cackling Joker ripoff or Lex Luthor ripoff or whatever. But, but Jenkins, Jenkins, uh, usually brings something when he writes about Norman. Jr. Did you get to catch the interview with Jenkins? By the way, I haven't yet. That's I haven't good. yet. I know that I'm supposed to, but it just I haven't gotten around to it. He touches on uh, on uh, having a disagreement uh, uh, that he was at that he was dead set to win uh, when it came to uh, Peter uh, yelling out uh, that he was going to kill the Goblin, that he was going to mm. kill Norman at one point in that four part story. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and and um, I guess it was Machio that was the editor, and he didn't like it. And and I, I was pointing out at the time when when Brad and uh, Paul Jenkins were talking about, it, I was pointing out uh, he's been here before. The moment uh, Norman killed Gwen, he was even screaming he would kill him. Mm-hmm. Peter's always been that way. Peter's always been a hothead, number one, but he has always reacted viscerally right off the bat, and then he calms down. He has yeah. that he has that white hot moment where he's like, "I that's it. If I if I get my hands on you, I'm cracking your neck. It's over." <laughs> but then he and, and, but, he, but, and he should. This is this is why I don't understand. It's like he he should want to kill Norman, but yeah. he's Spider Man. He doesn't. He doesn't kill. Spider Man doesn't kill. Right. But he should want to. <laughs> you know, and that that's part of what makes him human. If if he didn't want to, uh, then you know, if he if he could if if Norman could not do something so so bad i mean and, and again you know this is why why doesn't spider-man ever want to kill carnage you know mm-hmm. i mean norman does horrible things to peter and the ones he loves but but you know norman doesn't go around killing families and children and right. slaughtering people just for the sheer hell of it but peter doesn't want to you know he doesn't want to kill carnage he wants to kill norman Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 